Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Sarah Rose. She is a tantric sex, love, and relationship coach, as well as the founder of Tantric Activation. How are you doing today, Sarah? Hey, I'm brave. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks. Yeah. So let's jump right in. As I mentioned, you are a tantric sex, love, and relationship coach. You're the founder of Tantric Activation. Let's start right from the beginning, I guess, Sarah. For those who don't know, can you please explain exactly what tantric sex is? Yeah, so tantric sex is a way of increasing sensation, prolonging orgasms. It's a way of having deeper connection and more intimacy with your partner. Uh, You can even have really cool experiences like going into trance states and having out-of-body experiences and you know basically feeling like you're tripping but it's nothing but you your partner and your breath wow obes i didn't know that was part of it too yeah that is incredible so what are some of the myths i know there's quite a few but what are some of the myths or some of the biggest myths around tantric sex that are out there? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, it's interesting with Tantra because sexuality is such a taboo topic, you know, even in today's society of just porn everywhere and blatant sexuality, blatant expression of sexuality for most people, it's still a really difficult topic and it's a really uh, private and there's a lot of taboo around it. And so whenever we have something such as sex that that has such stigma with it, there's a lot of darkness that gets associated with that. When you repress something, it just goes into this dark space, right? And then it gets twisted and thwarted and weird things happen. And, you know, unfortunately... You know, because so originally Tantra it did have a sexual component to it, but it mm-hmm. was not just all about sex. And, okay. you know, in the West with Neo Tantra, with the focus being on sex, we've seen because of the, the taboo, you know, that there is some of that that has happened, unfortunately, you know, and so. So people get these weird ideas about what Tantra is and, you know, it's all about, is it a happy ending massage and, uh, or is it just, you know, yoni massages? Is it having sex for eight hours? You know, those are (laughs) typically the things that people think about when they think of Tantra. Right. So how, speaking of repression and, and sexuality, how has that impacted your business then? Because this is part of your business as an entrepreneur. So these taboos and, and the repression of, of women, especially around sexuality, how has that impacted your business? Yeah, I mean, 
on every single level. I mean, I've been shut down on every social media platform. Thankfully, uh, my accounts are protected now. But (laughs) when it comes to things like, you know, even email domains getting sent to spam, where I can advertise and where I can't advertise, the type of payment processors that I can use, like I jump through hoops on every level. That is great. So how have you managed to stay focused and keep on pushing and and keep doing what you're doing then with all of these roadblocks that keep getting thrown up? What is your inspiration to keep going and keep pushing forward with it? I'm just fucking fierce. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Just plain and simple. I'm fucking fierce. (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) Beautiful answer. I love it. Where did tantric sex originate from? So classical Tantra originated in India several thousand years ago, and that was uh, more of a, a lifestyle, even had some components of what we would consider religion to it. There were more progressive sects, more conservative sects. And one of the, the main philosophies of classical Tantra was to go into the taboo areas of society. And, you know, like there's images and texts of, you know, Tantricas in the, the, the cremation places with just ashes all over them, right? So mm-hmm. death being taboo, they would go straight into death or sex being taboo, they would go straight into sexual ritual, include blood ritual and things like that with it. And so it was really about like embracing all aspects of humanity and not having any part of us where there is there's fear where we're being held back or repressed, right? Mm-hmm. And so sexuality was a piece of that. And it was a piece of using our sexual energy and really claiming this powerful part of us to become enlightened. And so the tantrics would use tantric sex to, be, to achieve enlightenment. So that was, you know, one of the original uh, uses for it. And then in the 1960s, 1970s, there were these self-proclaimed, I have air quotes, gurus <laughs> uh, that decided they were going to come from India to the U.S. and, and also uh, to Europe as well mm-hmm. and bring this idea of tantric sex to the West. And they introduced to us Neo-Tantra. Osho was the probably the the largest one to do this had the most influence and a lot of the neo-tantra that is taught now has osho influence but what they did was they really brought this idea of kind of a, a more mystical type of sex a more spiritual type of sex sex that is you know beyond just the conventional pnv you know, heteronormative, <laughs> yeah. patriarchal style sex that, that most people are having, you know? And so was it necessarily Tantra? Maybe they're like drew from it to some right. degree or another, but it really is a whole completely different topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> How did you first get involved in this world? So I started my journey actually through yoga and I went the classical route of Tantra rather than Neo-Tantra. So my basis and foundation is in classical Tantra. And then I incorporated Neo-Tantra after. Uh, So, so yeah, I I followed the yogic journey and then eventually uh, found Tantra. I went to India and was trained there. 
I was introduced to, to my guru and, you know, that was very life-changing for me just to really begin to understand the power of my sexuality and just the transformative nature of that. It changed everything. Like went from being very shut down to, you know, who I am now, who I'm still a work in progress, but hell of a Fucking lot better fears. than I was. <laughs> <laughs> now, how long have you been involved in teaching the ways of tantric sex? Yeah. So I started teaching in 2013 when I did my first teacher training and was just teaching out of my house for several years before really starting my company. And so how did you transition into teaching from being a student? Like how did that transition happen for you? How did you decide that I want to teach this? So for me, it was the, the teacher training was more of a deepening of my own practice. Like I really just felt called to this and knew that this was something that I wanted to go into as deeply as possible. And so I didn't originally go into it thinking that I was going to teach and, but it just happened. <laughs> just evolved naturally. It did. Yeah. And so what would you say is one of the most common reasons for your clients coming to you? Or is there really a main common reason or what are a few of the common reasons for clients coming to you? You know, one of the things about sexuality is it's such a painful topic for so many people because there's so much sexual abuse. A lot of the women that I work with, they have experienced sexual abuse. And this is just, you know, you, you get a handful of women anywhere and half of them are going to experience sexual abuse, sexual trauma, and even the other half that maybe they didn't have direct acute trauma, such as molestation or rape, they still live in a sex negative society that attacks them. Their sexuality attacks their bodies every single day. And that is traumatic to the body on a chronic level. So, you know, that's a big thing when we're looking at women not feeling sexually satisfied, not being able to have orgasms. Only 65% of women in heterosexual relationships even have orgasms. So there's, you know, a massive orgasm gap. And yes, this comes down to men needing to understand the female body a lot, more. but it goes both ways. Like women have a lot of their own work to do around this as well as healing their bodies, training their bodies to be able to have orgasms. So that's a big part of it is like really working on that healing aspect of it, helping them train their bodies so they can have incredible incredible orgasms, like just (laughs) beyond what they ever even thought was possible. (laughs) Earth shattering. Yeah. Like just completely mind blowing. We do a lot of work with inner child and because our inner child is really the, the one that shows up most prominently in relationships with people. And so if you're in a situation where the inner child is like, Hey, sex is dirty. Sex is bad. Sex is dangerous. Like this is what I was taught as a kid. Then that's how a woman's going to show up in a relationship. And so we do a lot of work with the inner child, getting the inner child to feel safe, to feel secure, to have her own place and to not be the one in charge of running the sex life. So yeah, it's a, it's a whole spectrum of things that we go, that we, we work through together to get to a state of feeling strong, feeling safe, feeling loved in their bodies. You know, women so often just do not feel safe in their bodies. Right. It sounds almost like you're 
part therapist as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't have those credentials, right. but a hundred percent, but what we're doing here, that's very different than therapy therapy most often just works on the level of the cortex. So if you're right. only working with the cortical brain, then you're not going to be in that, that space of the body and the body is where the trauma is held. The primal brain, the nervous system, that's where the trauma is. That's where these deep patterns are. This is where, why we continually self sabotage because we're not working through these patterns that are in the primal brain. And so Tantra using the ritual of Tantra, like that is something the primal brain understands. It understands archetypes. It understands just lights and colors and imagery. It doesn't connect with words and thoughts and written form, right? And so Mm -hmm. you've got to get into those deeper layers to really move this stuff out and to create the new neural pathways to what you actually desire to have in your life. That's a lot of work. How long on average then do clients usually spend working with you? Would you say if there is an average? Yeah, my men's program is a six month program. A lot of the guys that come in, they actually stay a year, sometimes a year and a half because Mm -hmm. we do so much work together. Currently my women's program are set up different, but I'm actually uh, in the process of transitioning that. So it'll be a six month program for the women as well. And what would you say then is the percentage roughly of of your clients in terms of men versus women versus couples? Oh, so my men's business, I actually started working with women first. Right. Uh, and then the women I was working with, they were like, Sarah, please help the men. The men need this information. <laughs> like they really did. And I was like, all right. And I resonate really well with men. I get along mm-hmm. with men easily. I can like able to connect with them. I've, you know, have leadership aspects to myself and just the, the intellect part of me that they, that just is easy for them to understand. And so I was like, all right, you know, and I went into that world and, and I really loved helping them so much. And just for the last several years was focused on the men's business. And then about a year ago, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to start working with women again. Like I really was feeling that call and that desire to bring in that aspect of my business. And so this last year I've been working on developing that and, and yeah, it's, it's in a good place. We've, um, you know, have all the foundation set and that part of the business is really ready to, to start expanding now. And so what are some of the common issues that men come to you with then? Yeah. So for guys, a lot of the time they're coming in because they have some sort of sexual dysfunction. Maybe uh-huh. it's delayed ejaculation or erectile dysfunction. Uh, maybe they have premature ejaculation. A lot of men have performance anxiety, porn addiction things like that. Uh, you know, so pain points are, are often what is the main driver, you know, but there's also guys that, that don't have any of those struggles and they just want to know without a shadow of a doubt that they are having the best sex of their lives. Like they want sex to be more adventurous, more connected. Men want love just as much as women want love. And then when they're in these relationships and there's just these blocks and they can't connect. And it's like, I here I am sharing a life with this woman and I can't feel her heart. It's painful. What are some of the main benefits of practicing tantric sex and the purpose of it? 
there's a lot of benefits. <laughs> if I have a whole spreadsheet of like 200 benefits. Wow. Okay. Well, let's, let's go with the top five. <laughs> top five. <laughs> you know, having better sex, like really knowing that you're having the best sex you can possibly have sex. that doesn't get boring sex. That's adventurous sex. that It's a deep, and especially for people that are in long-term monogamous relationships where over time, like, you know, you get into the rut, the pattern is the same old, same old kids come along, there's work and family obligations, you know, it happens to most people. And, Mm -hmm. and Tantra is really a way to stay connected and to stay in that space of like, yeah, like we're in love, you know, and, and that's what it's about. Like we go into partnership with people because we want love. We don't go into partnership because we want this, like, Oh, hey, bestie over there, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've mentioned Neo-Tantra a few times and Tantra. So what is the difference between Tantra and Neo-Tantra? Yeah, so basically the main thing is the classical Tantra. It originated in India several thousand years ago. It was more of a, a lifestyle with a lot of like real deep disciplines and spiritual understanding to it. Neo-Tantra is more of like a modern version of, of how to have better sex, more sacred sex, more spiritual sex. Can you tell us a bit about your company, Tantric Activation? Yeah, so Tantric Activation is a company designed for both men and women just to to come and to, to have this experience of pleasure, to really be able to create, to have the tools to create a thriving sex life and a thriving relationship where there is such deep love. We live in this day and age now where the old model of relationship does not make sense anymore, right? It's like, we're not in these relationships because we have to be. We're in relationships. We're choosing to be in relationships because it's what our desire is. And so along with this comes a lot of amazing opportunities for those that are consciously aware of the possibilities and Tantra gives so many possibilities to self-actualize. Like really, if you think about this world that we live in right now, most people are not in that bottom rung, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs where we're worried about safety. Like we've got that covered. People are, are like working their careers. The sky's the limit when it comes to careers, when it comes to making money, you know, all these things. And we're really on this journey of self-actualization and relationships and sex are so often this piece of the puzzle that people just don't know how to solve. It's like, you can have the most successful people externally out there in the world. They're slaying it in their careers And behind the scenes, it's a fucking mess. (laughs) So as we talked about previously, all the taboos and repression around sex and talking about sex and being open about it, how do we move forward in your opinion as a society? And again, more for women because women have been repressed sexually for so long. How do we move forward and shine the light on it and bring it out so it's more acceptable to talk about? Yeah, I would actually argue that men have just as much sexual repression as women do. It shows up differently for them than it does for women. But 
But yeah, men have a lot of conditioning around their sexuality that cages them. And just as much as, as women do, the, the patriarchy has not been kind to anyone except, you know, those at the very top mm-hmm. and they're pretty fucking miserable. So, <laughs> you know. but for me, what I really see is this healing, 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 healing. And this is systematic. You know, when we're looking at sexual repression, the sexual trauma that happens to women, it is systematic. And so while I work with women, you know, on the level of healing this, I'm really looking, starting to look at the bigger picture and how do I work on the level of preventing rape? So I don't even have to work with women on healing their sexuality. Like, how do we go even beyond that? So that way the next generation doesn't have to deal with this. You know, it's, it's a mess right now. Just everything that's happening in society, you've got the abortion bans happening. You've got everything going on in Afghanistan with, you know, just women's rights being taken away. It's bad right now for women. And I look at my daughter and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot believe she's going to have to deal with this world. She should not have to deal with this world after all the breakthroughs that women have had. But it is, it's on the level of politics. It's on the level of working with the top 1% that has the most influence Mm -hmm. and helping change their mentality, the way they operate in the world, because they are the one, like those people that are the movers and shakers, like they have huge impact and huge influence. And so I'm really looking at that in ways that I can reach those people and help them understand so we can change this on a systemic level. But then I'm also working with women, you know, on this, the healing as well, doing yeah. both. And so what was the inspiration behind starting Tantric Activation? So, yeah, I mean, it was just the, the natural evolution, you know, going from teaching locally. I was living in Austin at the time and mm-hmm. um, was just like local Tantra teacher, teaching at parties and events and things like that. And you know, really it's my destiny. It's what I'm here for. It's my purpose. And it just, I just stepped into it, you know, one day at a time and and continuing to do so. Was there a light bulb moment for you then when you realized, as you said, this is your purpose, this is why you're here. Was there a light bulb moment for you when you just knew that it all clicked and you just said, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. It continues to click. It's a, yeah, you know, it's there. Yes, there are moments and then, but the moments continue where there's Mm -hmm. more awareness, more clarity, more like, oh, okay. Now I see even, I, I see the bigger picture, you know, I don't even know what's coming next. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Did the pandemic have any effect either way, negatively or positively on your business? Cause as you said, you were showing up and teaching at parties and things like that. So it was an in-person thing. So once the pandemic hit, did that affect your business in any way? Oh, my business has been a hundred percent online since 2017. So, so yeah, now I was pandemic proof. Actually, I was well prepared for the pandemic and Mm -hmm. I was able to support a lot of people through that time because I was so well prepared for it. You know, and I think that really was the purpose of the light workers, right? Like those of us who have been doing this work for years, I know I fucking showed up. I hope (laughs) others did too, because we were needed during that time so badly. Mm -hmm. 
Now, you said that your mission is to bring men and women the best approach to ancient wisdom and modern healing. Why is this so personally important to you? And why have you decided to make this your mission? You know, it's, does the mission call you or do you call in the mission, right? It's uh-huh. the, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is this, is this what I was, came into the world to do? quite possibly, you know, but like I said, I have, I have a daughter. I also have a son. I want the world to be a better place for them. I was raised evangelical Christian and I, that was definitely very much negatively impacted my, my sexuality. And I had to work, I had to fight. I had to go through everything that I teach others to do in order to get to this place of empowerment. And so many people that I work with have that repression from religion. So you're coming from a place of experience, which of course is very beneficial to your clients then because you've gone through that, that conditioning because that's how you were brought up. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I got married really young. It was a very abusive relationship. I have sexual trauma myself that I've healed. So yeah, everything, you know, these things that my clients go through, I've been there, done that, like, you know, I've gone through the divorce and being a single mother, like just, you know, the, the things that people have a lot of pain around done it all. Yeah. Do you have a preference when working with your clients? I mean, do you prefer working with men or women or couples, or do you really have a preference at all? Yeah, I love the different experiences that I have. It's like, I feel when I am working with men, oftentimes it's, you know, we are, we're really like on this level of intellect and helping them chip away at uh, just the, the conditioning that they have, that they've been pigeonholed into and helping them start to feel in their bodies and to experience and explore things that they, most men have no ideas even possible for them. And then with women, I feel like it's such a deep dive, like into this, just the, the fluidity of our sexuality. Like with women, I can go so incredibly deep and with men, it's like the connection is so different, but I love both. I love being able to like tap into different parts of myself and my creativity and my approach when, when working with them. And, and I don't mean to stereotype men or women, you know, because clearly we're all unique and individuals, but it's my experience that this is typically the way that it goes. I read that you're so devoted to Tantra because of the mystery and spiritual aspects. Can you speak a bit more about your devotion and the reasoning behind it? Yeah, I mean, Tantra is deep. There's so much wisdom there. And it's very, very, very powerful. And um, the way that I teach and use Tantra is different than, you know, most of the the people that are out there that are, that are teaching it to one degree or another. Like I really use the wisdom of classical Tantra, even when it's used in a more modernized way, because it's, I personally, I, I just have such a deep love for it. And I feel 
that's the most responsible way to to use tantra but yeah i mean for me it is it's a personal path of devotion and my path my personal path is different than than what i teach like i do everything that i teach and then there's also more as well uh-huh. that i don't teach stuff that is you know from my gurus and and things like that that i'm not authorized to teach right because I'm, right. I'm not on their level and and so I, I teach where they let me teach and then I continue to learn from them and just continue to grow and expand. How have you seen your industry evolve since you first got started in it to now? Like has, how has it become incredibly more common? How has the business itself evolved since you first got started? Mm, you know, I think there's maybe some more awareness around Tantra, but I still think that it's it's pretty limited as far as the information that people have and the awareness that people have around it. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? It's tough to choose one, but I would say I would have to put my children first. Mm. Definitely my biggest win in life, my children. And very close second is finding the love of my life. I mean, that's, that's pretty rare. So yeah. Yeah. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I'm a visionary. And speaking of success, how do you define success? What does that word mean to you? To me, success is something I feel inside. It is self-actualization. It is just knowing the deep, deep knowing within myself that, that I've, I've done it, you know, the uh-huh. it, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that it may it be. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and it's, it just, it's something that comes from, from the inside, not a measure of outward success, although outward success can definitely be a reflection of that internal knowing, but the external without the internal is very shallow and hollow. Yeah. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Yeah. Embracing my shadow. That has been the biggest game changer ever. I do so much personal development work, spiritual development work. I do a work with witchcraft and Tantra and just really embracing the shadow aspects of me mm-hmm. and going straight into them. Like things that terrify most people. Like <laughs> I'm just like, no, just like go right into it. Bring and it on. Yeah. Because if you do that, then if you don't, you just get held back, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, you've got this fear out there. And that fear is, that's the cage of our own minds, right? And that's what people do. They live in the cages of their own minds. Like you can live in a completely free society and still be caged in with no one else having a lock and key, but yourself. Mm-hmm. self-limiting belief and all the other shit, the societal standards and the things we're taught as we're growing up. It's, it's all a cage. 100%. What would you say is your personal motto? Pleasure is my true North. I love it. Which my partner, when I first met him and I looked up the meaning of his name, it means pleasure. There you go. <laughs> Perfectly matched. Yes. What does the word empowerment mean to you? 
word empowerment, it is, again, it's that internal confidence, that internal knowing, the balance inside. It's feeling confident in your own skin. Yeah, the empowerment is, it just, to me, I, I feel it on a, a visceral level. It's like completely filled up, right? Yeah. Like it's just this, there's this groundedness, there's this solidity to it. It's, yeah, and I think that that's what brims outward. Like when you're totally filled up and then that's able to brim out and like flow into the external world, like that's empowerment. Love it. Hey, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. So the next grouping of questions, just be a few word answers. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Visionary. What was your dream job as a child? Mm, attorney. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's quite the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> Very interesting. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Sarah fucking Rose. (laughs) If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it? And what would it say? (laughs) Oh, God. So I'm having to give you an answer B on that one. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) I don't know if I can share my answer A, but uh, answer B... You can share answer A. You say whatever you want. I'm just going to say the middle of Times Square and it would say something around get the adventure of your life, something like that. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Love. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Another child. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? inequality my favorite way to unwind is reading a book the last book or podcast i listened to or read was i'm currently reading 14 books holy Um, shit (laughs) (laughs) 14 books but i'm gonna go with existential kink (laughs) (laughs) 14 holy shit Okay, that concludes our rapid fire section. (laughs) Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Sarah, what is the most inspiring part of your career? The most inspiring part of my career are my clients, 100%. Just seeing their lives change. Mm -hmm. Nothing brings me greater joy than to like see them pop on a call. Like if I get on a call with the guys and, and one of the guys is there and he's just grinning and he's so happy and he's like, my wife and I had an amazing weekend together. Like mm-hmm. that inspires me. Yeah. There's no better feeling than knowing you've had impact on another human being and helped change their lives. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother, she passed away almost a year ago. Coming oh, I'm up sorry on a year. for your loss. She was my biggest champion. She loved me, gave me the most unconditional love of anyone that I've ever had. She understood me with no judgment. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Best version of me fully in my purpose. Yeah, just helping people, being with my beloved. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? So in 2020, uh, I was actually, I'd been living in Austin for eight years and my kids and I went to 
Arizona, which is where my family is. And uh, we just went for spring break, which is, of course, when all of the lockdowns started happening. And uh-huh. we ended up staying in Arizona and we were there for about nine months. Uh, during that time, my grandmother got really ill and so my kids and I moved in with her and took care of her and were able to be there with her until she passed away. And that is definitely a blessing for sure. What is one thing you've always wanted to do in life but never have? So I've not been to my guru's ashram in India and I've not climbed my Mount Kailash yet. Okay. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? So you've asked a lot of really great questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for sure. Okay. Sarah, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Aside from having two amazing children, my piece of advice to my younger self would be to not marry that guy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Lastly, Sarah, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 second sound like? What would you say? Yeah, I would just say... Love is the greatest prize of humanity and it is worth risking everything for. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today, Sarah, and share a bit about your story and your journey. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I'm grateful and and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. And it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Sarah Rose. She is a tantric sex, love, and relationship coach, as well as the founder of Tantric Activation. Thanks so much, Sarah. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.